It's time to mind your business with me, Jamila Lodge. Tune in to find out how to mind your business with BEDC, special guest entrepreneurs, industry experts, and more. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I am your host, Jamila Lodge, and I am thrilled to have two extra special guests with me today. First of all, Joelle Crawford of Crawford Leadership Strategies, who's visiting all the way from Philly. Yes. So welcome to Bermuda. And of course, the U.S. Consul General, Mrs. Karen Grissett. Both of you, welcome to Mind Your Business. Thank you. Thank you. Us. So we are here today because of Global Entrepreneurship Week. Yes. And so you are here participating in some of the events that we have scheduled for this week. And the U.S. Consul General's Office has graciously sponsored uh, the week and have flown you in to participate. So we want to talk a little bit about your journey mm -hmm. and what you are going to be doing while you're here on the island. So, Joelle, let's start with you. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I like to say that I grow leaders for a living, okay. and and that's one of my passions. And it started from I don't know. I guess maybe I was just naturally bossy. Uh, <laughs> I just like to just to get involved with things. I just learned the new term pokey. I'm just nosy. <laughs> yes, pokey. that's a person. So I just like to get involved mm -hmm. with things and like to see people get where they need to go. Okay. And so I spent almost 20 years at Verizon Wireless working in human resources and leadership development. And about 15 years into that, somebody pulled me aside and said, "You know, you're career coaching people." And I said, "What?" I'm getting paid for one job, but yeah. doing the job of three people? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? So I did a little bit more research and started um, exploring it and started my own coaching and consulting okay. practice while I was working full-time at Verizon Wireless. Oh, wow. And so um, I will say it was a slow start. <laughs> okay. And I would probably suggest that any entrepreneur, if they're working a full-time job, try to get their job, their business off the ground yes. a little bit more than when I did okay. um, before taking the leap outside well, of the office. That's actually one of the questions <laughs> I was going to ask because that is very much what it's like in Bermuda for the entrepreneurial community. A lot mm -hmm. of the times people have nine to fives, mm -hmm. but they have this side entrepreneurial passion. Yes. But they're like, okay, when do I take the leap? What do I do? How long do I stay within my nine to five before I decide to, to do entrepreneurship on a full-time basis? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so your suggestion is to slow your roll, <laughs> okay. keep okay. the keep the main hustle going. Yeah. And and when the side hustle starts becoming the main hustle mm -hmm. is when it's time to transition. Okay. I did not do it that way. If I could write a book about my my transition, it would be from six figures to food stamps to fabulous. Yes. <laughs> I left, I ran out of survival money. I had to go on state assistance. Yeah. You know, and I was it was it was a harrowing experience and I definitely would not suggest trying to start a business with that because you start to pick projects or clients out of desperation. Yes. And that kind of energy detracts what you ideally want from okay. a client so, and a customer. So so when you, like, I mean, I think the title of the book, by the way, is what you just said. Because <laughs> I'm like, I would read that. But I think it rings true for people, right? Because not everybody starts with savings even to pursue their passion. Absolutely. So understanding that struggle and saying, you know what, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to decide to bet on myself mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um, despite the fact that it might take a little bit more time yes. it might be harder but that's all about the entrepreneurial journey right mm -hmm. so now you left your full-time job yep. and now you are working for yourself full-time yeah so when do you think you crossed over to like okay 
I can. I got this. Yeah, I got this. When I was able to file taxes for the first time. Okay. When I was actually making enough money to file taxes, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is, this is it. I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing something, and now I need to report on it. Mm-hmm. And my promise to myself was, if I stop making money, then I'll stop doing the business. Right. I just kept you know, building the business and building revenue, and it just kept me motivated to keep going. Okay. And when people believe in you, when I, my first client signed with me, yeah. that that gave me the confidence that I had something that was special that could be utilized, and, and it just motivated me. Mm-hmm. That one client, mm-hmm. that one customer, and I never saved the paycheck, but save that <laughs> Yeah, check. that first check, right? Save it, because it's just such a motivator to yeah. remember how far you've come mm-hmm. and that people were willing to bet on you and to continue to betting on yourself. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I think it's important that people recognize that it's not going to come easy all the time. And sometimes I think people give up, right? Because they're like, okay, this is too much. I thought I was going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. And we see that a lot in this environment because it's so expensive to live in Bermuda sometimes. So the cost of doing business is also high. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about some of the challenges, can you share with us some of the challenges that you had to overcome as you made the transition into working for yourself? Uh, I think the biggest challenge was telling people that I was in business for myself. I had lived with this international brand. Mm -hmm. That was my identity. And I had to create my own brand by myself. So for six months, I actually sat on my website. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't say anything. And then I was like, that's when I started running out of money. And I was like, okay, everybody, I, have, <laughs> I got a business. Sign that's up. Right. You know, like, and so I, I, I utilized my my friends and my family. I think the biggest challenge is, is making a name for yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big or splashy mm-hmm. or whatever. You just start with the lowest hanging fruit. Your family is your, your friends are your, your street team. They're yep. the ones that are going to help market and put it out there. And sure enough, my auntie told somebody who needed some career coaching she was my first client that signed on with me. And I just think it's really, that was super, super challenging. A, um, getting the business, mm-hmm. but B, branding myself. Mm-hmm. So I signed up with a lot of different membership organizations. I became a member of the Forbes Coaches Council. And then um, all of a sudden, start these like random freelance writers started mm-hmm. reaching out to me wanting to put me in, in Essence magazine mm-hmm. and you know and and all of these different publications that I had never heard of mm-hmm. and I was like well, I'm not really putting myself out there but right. it's just the the act of doing that mm-hmm. it's just getting out the biggest challenge is getting out of your own way mm-hmm. and believing that you can do this and so like those little milestones those challenges helped me, but I also tracked them. And I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that we've, you know, like we've made some major, you know, steps. Right. Because I, I actually started, to, I when things weren't really coming in, I was like, I'm just going to go back to a and full-time get a job. That, yeah. job. Mm-hmm. This isn't working out. I had three <laughs> offers yeah. and mm-hmm. one client of mine who I hadn't worked with, I call her my fairy god mentor, which I've now purchase the trademark so well <laughs> so, so I was just like because she's like you know what if you keep using that term I'm gonna use it and I'm like nope nope I bought it yeah so, um but she said to me she goes I heard a rumor that you were giving up on your business and I said well no I'm not giving up but it's just really hard yeah I can't I mean like I'm not making any money I've been in this for like two and a half years now she said give me a shot 
you know, work with me. So she signed on as a client. So being transparent, not being ashamed of where you are and sharing that mm-hmm. pain yeah. with other clients. I mean, it might make you feel like you're weak, but asking for help is a sign of strength and not yeah. weakness. So, I would, you know. I concur a hundred percent. Like if we was in church, I'd be amening <laughs> because because <laughs> I think it's so true. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think people respond to that sincerity, mm-hmm. and they can see themselves in you, right? Yes. Um. So I appreciate you for sharing that story, and I can't wait to hear what you say um, at our upcoming women's <laughs> conference. Now I want to turn my attention to the U.S. Consul General, and I would like you to. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story, how you got here really quickly, and then we'll get into the U.S. Speakers Bureau. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for having us and and having both of us. Um, So I have been here in Bermuda for over two years now. Mm -hmm. It's gone by fast. I'm a U.S. diplomat, so I've been a career diplomat for um, a long time now, over 20 years, and... um, and my, most of my professional career I've spent outside of the U.S. working at embassies and consulates around the world. Nice. In the Caribbean, in, in Africa, mm-hmm. in Europe, in the Pacific area, so all over. Okay. Um, this is a big step. This is a great job, you know, being consul general here in Bermuda. Bermuda and the United States obviously have such close relations yes. and longstanding relations and very close business ties and also a lot of cultural connections. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is a really interesting place to represent the United States Mm -hmm. because of that close connection and different from many other embassies and consulates around the world because of it. Um, So that's kind of my little short story. I'm here with my husband and my two kids, and we love Bermuda. Yay, we love that you love Bermuda, and we love having you here. You've been very, um, I will say, participatory in this kind of entrepreneurial movement, which we appreciate. Um, We very much value the partnership that we have with the U.S. Consul General's Office, and because of that partnership, we have been able to receive... Uh, the presence of such wonderful international guests like Miss Crawford here. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the U.S. Department of State Speaker Program and how it's mm-hmm. relevant? Yes. Yeah. Obviously, the United States is a, a big country, yes. a diverse country with lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. And among all of those many citizens, we can pretty much always find an amazing representative for whatever our partners overseas around the world want help with mm-hmm. or want a speaker to represent, mm-hmm. you know. And so so this is an example, Ms. Crawford's journey and her and her entrepreneurial journey and her also her professional background and every and her area of expertise mm-hmm. is so relevant for Global Entrepreneurship Week. That's right. And so so thank you for for saying that um you know, we support it with my team, Camille Haley, mm-hmm. and the whole team at the consulate. We have participated and supported Global Entrepreneurship Week for, for years. Yes, you have. And we're happy <laughs> to keep on doing it. Um, and that will continue, you know, beyond my time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've brought speakers in the past mm-hmm. as well with your, you know, help and collaboration. Um, so the Speakers Bureau allows us to bring, um, as I said, you know, people who have a certain expertise. Mm-hmm. And it might be really anything. I mean, I've brought speakers to talk about privacy around the world or, um, you know, we've had scientists mm-hmm. or educators or you name it, any any subject, really. We can bring somebody 
we have a local partner. Our local part, typically our local partner helps us to um, put that speaker in front of the right audience. Right. Okay. And then that speaker also is not directed. An important thing to, to mention is they're not directed at all by the U.S. government mm-hmm. what to say. Right. And in, that may seem very obvious in this context, mm-hmm. but in some countries... That is true. Yeah. They, they're surprised by that. They okay. imagine that this American has come. They don't know America as well as Bermuda. Right, too. right, right. You can't tell an American what to say. Mm-hmm. They're going to say they're free. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the program is that, you know, they might speak out against a certain, you know, they might in the whole entirety of their of their time mm-hmm. in a foreign place, they might not agree with a certain aspect of the U.S. system or the U.S. government or a policy or whatever it is, and they're free to talk about that, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're representing what we are as the United States and, mm-hmm. and our journey and um, and bringing their strengths to hopefully benefit a population. Exactly, and I feel like that's exactly what it is, and so that's why we value the partnership so much because your network is broad mm-hmm. and it is wide, and so we only know what we know, right, because we're based in Bermuda, mm-hmm. but definitely through the partnership we get introduced to speakers like Ms. Crawford mm-hmm. um, as well as some of the other um, speakers. I think one of the first ones that we partnered with you bringing down, it was a virtual one, was Monica Doty. That was, like, way before you <laughs> Camille, Camille will remember, um, but it that was the the beginning, right? And I think it's very important for us because we want to have the expertise that may or may not be on island, but still expose our local entrepreneurs to that. And I think the partnership has allowed us to do that. Um, so one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is about the current priorities of the U.S. Consulate in Bermuda, particularly as it relates to um, fostering the economic and cultural ties between the U.S. and Bermuda. Sure. Um, so obviously, like I said, we, we've got a lot, everybody knows there's a lot, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of U S products are here. So there's already a very strong, um, economic relationship. Obviously the international business community has deep and strong ties to Mm -hmm. the U S insurance and reinsurance sectors and financial services. Um, there are also companies that have significant, U.S. investment that are international companies like like Bacardi, for mm-hmm. example. Yes. You know, that's obviously a Bermudian company, but you know deep deep connections and ties to to the U.S. Mm-hmm. as well as other places. Um, we also care a lot, and it's a State Department priority to, to foster entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. besides working with BDC, we've been proud to support um, Ignite mm-hmm. and and any other you know way that we can support entrepreneurship. The U.S. Commercial Service has become involved a little bit. We've introduced them, you know, to Ignite and to others. So that's our trade promotion agency. Okay, okay. And so they have, you know, they're ready to offer support, for example, for a Bermudian business that is maybe outgrown production capacity in Bermuda. In Bermuda, yes, which it happens. can happen, yeah. right? Um, that's a great problem to have. Yes, yes it is. Exactly. We like those kinds of problems. <laughs> so, you know, we have different programs that... that to support that problem is Select USA, which yes. is um, a, a part of the of the commercial de- um, agency, our U.S. Uh, Commerce Department, that can help you figure out where's the best place to go. Okay, you know, do you, what kind of labor do you need? What kind of manufacturing do you need? What kind of tax structure do you prefer? You know, and and then you can figure out which state, because obviously the U.S. is big. Yeah, and and can be complicated and it's 
also got 50 different jurisdictions, mm-hmm. you know, besides states and also counties. So Select USA, and they have an annual conference that you can go to, or they have a website that you okay. can just check out and say, like, here's, you know, and, and toggle and figure out what you need and then what kind of places it might recommend. I feel like we have not been leveraging this connection as <laughs> as much as we should because I think that that's great. You know what I mean? We've worked with you to to bring in speakers and the speakers bureau, but there are people like you said who outgrow what is happening or the production capabilities in Bermuda. And so we need that. In my mind, this is like an extension of mentorship and connecting people, which I think is important to an entrepreneurial journey as well mm-hmm. as the entrepreneurial growth. Yeah. Um, so switching back to you, Joyelle, I'd like to get your thoughts around the importance of mentoring or mentorship Uh, in entrepreneurship. I'm licking my fingers. (laughs) That's like one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, again, fairy god mentor. Um, I really think the, it's so important to have a mentor when you're not only just coming up, but while you're going through just the regular growing pains, because mm. entrepreneurial journey is not straight line. No, it's you know it's, it's, it's got its ups and its downs and it's in and it's outs. And I also think a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who's older than you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can gain experience from all different levels, but it's so super important. And I, and I'm highly, highly charged about that. I speak about that all the time to organizations and different clients about the importance of being not only a good mentor, but a good mentee. Hmm. Like how do you receive this information? How do you nurture this information? How does your mentor know how to communicate with you? Hmm. What, what kind of information and feedback do you need and how do you need it? So I like to coach both yeah. sides of the, of the table and um, foster that relationship. And it's so important to keep in touch. Like, no, it's not cool to dine and dash and get the information from your mentor and just like run off and be like, peace out. Now I'm making millions. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm out of here. But it's so important to keep at least at least like quarterly, but like to talk to your mentor yeah. about how often do you want to keep in touch? How regularly do you want to keep in touch? Just so that your mentor knows how you're doing mm-hmm. and, you know, if you need any more assistance. What was really exciting and interesting to me is that I, 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 I'm the sock that doesn't get lost in the laundry. So yeah. my, my men, one of my mentors from 20 years ago reached out to me for help on how to write a book. I and love I was just that. like, what? Mm-hmm. I, I was like the roles are reversed the now, roles right? Reversed. Yeah. So you never know when, you know, you're going to need help from each other. So it's important to keep in touch and and can keep sharing that information and you just lift as you climb and that's that's really the the main thing it's super super important now cg i would like your opinion on that because i mean you're not an entrepreneur you're a, a diplomat but i would imagine for you to have gotten to where you are it would have involved some level of mentoring and establishing those relationships what are your feelings about that the network is so important. Mm. Uh, I mean, in my own professional journey, you know, I started out as an intern at the Department of State, an unpaid intern. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we're we're moving away from unpaid internships because they're really unequal. Yeah. I, was, I was like living in a closet and <laughs> eating ramen. Oh, and, we've know, been but, there, done <laughs> that, yes. right? <laughs> but that experience got yeah. my foot in the door, and mm-hmm. I had you know some support from my parents. Yeah. Um, but I think from the beginning, I was fortunate to have uh, people who offered to mentor me. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I 
sought out mentors. Mm -hmm. And in my work, that's actually really important. We need to, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, in anybody's work, you need to have that network of people that help you grow. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's back to those kindergarten skills of being a nice person yeah mm-hmm. being a good person yep. because you know that's how you grow your network mm-hmm. is by being sincere you know like we feel that coming you feel from it Joyelle. you feel it you know yep. she's sincere she wants to help people mm-hmm. and we've expanded our network already in the last day by mm-hmm. having you here you know and i think it's i don't think it matters what your profession is mm-hmm. you move up and you grow your network yes. you know and um, by being a good person, by giving and receiving, mm-hmm. and not you know not only taking, mm-hmm. yeah. but being able to give back, you know, in in whatever way that you're capable of giving mm-hmm. back. I think that is it's it's a great segue to the next question. So on a broader scale, um, not just individual to individual, but how important is it for the development of let's say local entrepreneurs and cross border collaboration? Like how important is that for would you say for for local entrepreneurs to utilize those cross border opportunities that the U.S. Council General's Office might be able to to provide? Well, we think it's very important. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing that that we didn't touch on, um, but I think people know it has been a passion of mine yeah. is is looking and considering ways that young entrepreneurs can gain U.S. experience, and the primary way is through studying yes. in the U.S. or mm-hmm. having some kind of some kind of educational or professional experience. But the easiest way really is to study. And I've spent a lot of time trying to bust the myth that it's impossible to study in the U.S., that Mm -hmm. it's too expensive to study in the U.S. Um, We've put together, I hope people have seen our Study With Us campaign and videos that show young Bermudians who are in school right now or young um, alumni Mm -hmm. who who are saying, like, I did this, I studied. And this came out of having conversations with Bermudians who said, yeah, I, I understand it's too expensive to study in the U.S. And I said, really, how did you do it? Right. Oh, they said, several. Oh, I got a full scholarship. Mm, and I said, well, it. then why are you saying it's too expensive to study in the U.S.? When there are so many scholarships available, not only in the U.S., not only, sorry, not only in Bermuda from Bermuda scholarships and the very generous yeah. know, business community, yeah. but also from colleges in the U.S. that come to me, come to the consulate and say, we want Bermudian students really? because okay. they don't need a visa, because they speak English, mm-hmm. because there is a diversity of all kind, all kinds of diversity right. on this island from, you know, of, of various aspects. Yeah. And we want that in our U.S. universities and we will pay them to come in the sense See, we will give scholarships yeah. to them. You know, there's a. I've said many times there's been a fully funded scholarship at Columbia University that this is the third year, I believe that's not going to a Bermudian. It's it's been earmarked, it's been funded by, for Bermudians. For Bermudians only by a Bermudian reinsurance, the Weinstein Family Scholarship. Y'all and, are listening, right? Because <laughs> I'm thinking uh, about moving and getting citizenship <laughs> just so I can get the scholarship. To I'm come. like, what? What? And so I we're trying to get the word out, and this is a great chance again yes. to say, hey, any Bermudians. Columbia is hard to get into, but if you can get in, there's one scholarship that's fully funded that's waiting for you. Wow, that's amazing. Arizona State University is on the island now through BIOS. They've merged with BIOS. We're looking at, um, they they just granted the first uh, scholarship, Mm -hmm. you know, that was given. 
And um, it's the beginning of, you know, what we hope is more substantial financial assistance for students who might want to go to ASU. But we have all kinds of schools. We, we Last week was the Georgia State University Railway track. Okay. That's reinsurance, folks. My from husband's alma mater. And <laughs> brokers and others who walk from Somerset to Bailey's Bay yeah. to fundraise for Bermudians to go to Georgia State. Rihanna Lemma's there right now. We just launched a video about her last week. She got $55,000 for her for her journey. The last couple years, Georgia State hasn't had any Bermudians, so they have this money sitting there yeah. that nobody's taking up. So what? I, I'm happy to have the chance to get another <laughs> venue to get the word yes, out. Yes, people need to know. Yes. There is money. And when Leaving you money look, on the table. Yeah, yeah. Right, when you look at the website and that, and that tuition cost is high, just realize that if you apply, there might be some financial assistance available to you, especially at some of these schools that really want Bermudians. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I hope you guys are listening because we want to make sure that every time you have money allocated for Bermudian to attend university that is taken full advantage of. So thank you for sharing that. Now talking about education, mm. how important is that along the entrepreneurial journey, Joelle. So maybe you can speak mm. a little bit about your experience and having all those years at Verizon. Did, it, did you go study that? Like, how did you transition and decide, this is what I'm going to focus on leadership and do this? How important was education in that process? Well, I had to first think about how important education is in our family. You okay. Know? Like, so that was like, you're going to college. There's no choice. That's part of the process. And you're going to grad school. Right. Because that was also part of the plan. Mm -hmm. So when I, I was lucky enough to get a, a scholarship tuition I say scholarship but it was tuition assistance 100 percent okay uh, tuition assistance to go to grad school so I got my MBA because I saw that as a vehicle to not only leveraging my career within the organization mm -hmm. but if I moved out and transitioned out of that that I'd understand the business of business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what I didn't take because I didn't know it at the time was an entrepreneurship kind of focus or track right so I learned how to make other businesses money but I didn't know how to make <laughs> My own like, money. how do I apply this? Stuff, right? <laughs> so, but I tried to retool what I learned. I don't think it's necessarily um, as an entrepreneur required right. to get a master's mm -hmm, degree. Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, as you're doing your nine to five and you want to move up through the ranks and get the most out of it. And, and, and like CG was saying, yeah. you know, like you want to get the most, you don't want to leave any money on the table. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of yes. all of those types of programs if while you can, yeah. you know, they don't need to know what your plan is and what your side hustle is, but take advantage of that because education is power. And, and there are lots of really great entrepreneurial programs Correct. or tracks yep. that you can take while you're getting your master's degree in business yeah. administration. And I think, you know, the reason that I'm passionate about a study in the U.S. Yes. is because of what Bermuda is, mm -hmm. which is a society that's so closely connected to the United States. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, at there, you said that you know well a Georgia State University grad, and there's a lot in the insurance and reinsurance industry here. Mm -hmm. So what I want to encourage students is to realize that at many U.S. schools, there's already a relationship with the business community. That's right. In, yes. In Bermuda, and so, you know, you, sure there are other great options um, to go, and 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 every student, of course, is going to pick mm -hmm. the place that's right for them. But don't discount, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes 
that U.S. experience will lead directly Absolutely. to a job back in Bermuda. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, listen, I'm, you guys are dropping knowledge today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping um, that it's, it's communicated and people receive it because I think it's important. And of course, at BDC, our focus is on entrepreneurship, but not entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. And so if, you're, um, if your journey is to go through and matriculate through university, mm-hmm. et cetera, get your degree and then work for a company, a reinsurance company, that's the case. Um, but I still I believe, firmly believe that the things that you l- learn mm-hmm. um, when you take entrepreneurial studies or business studies can be applicable. Absolutely. No matter what. No, no matter, matter where. where no right? matter what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, edu- yeah, go ahead. Education is so important. Yeah. Like, you can always self-educate, too. Yes. You know, there's not, you don't have to necessarily go through a traditional track. That's right. You should always be learning. I mean, that is, I think, a huge, huge piece of being a business person or just a human in general is yes, like you've correct. never learned everything that's so correct. i think mm-hmm. that's so so key and we are proud of our entrepreneurial environment in the u.s yes. as well yeah because we do grow lots and lots and lots of businesses there's lots of opportunity and so you know for students who are thinking about or or people you mm-hmm. know who are who are interested in education you talked about it about entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. or about having your own business we certainly have a lot of great models to share Mm -hmm. and we will look we're all for sharing and (laughs) collaboration (laughs) because we know we need it and so for me i think the important part of establishing the relationships like with the u.s Consul general's office and looking for um fabulous speakers like (laughs) miss crawford is creating an opportunity for that information to be shared to those who may or may not be able to get off or outside of Bermuda. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because right. even yeah. though we're saying this, like some people's circumstances, right. you know, it's just not going to be in the cars for them. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's important to say, okay, well, what can we do? What's the next best thing? Right. Okay, come on down. Right. You know what I mean? Let's, let's localize that information with the goal that they still are going to be receiving the information. They're still going to be expanding their networks. And I think that that's hugely important. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to switch gears and talk a little bit about the upcoming Woman and Entrepreneurship Day conference. Um, And I want to just get a sense of what you hope to share Mm -hmm. um, with the women entrepreneurs on island. Well, I want to, I don't want to give it all away. No, (laughs) you can't do that. I'll leave some mystery. (laughs) But I do, I do want to share the messaging of, of the fact that uh, we're unbreakable. Yeah. So that's that's the title of the of the talk is okay. unbreakable. How to rise and thrive mm-hmm. above it all. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be pitfalls and and um, highlights and lowlights to that. But uh, that we have the ability, we have the strength within us to to continue to rise. Yeah. I, and so, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's evident, right? Our U.S. Council General mm-hmm. <laughs> here is a woman. Um, and I think it's important to highlight those facts and for people to see, especially for young women, to see th- themselves, yes. you know, and you and to see what they can aspire to and what that they can achieve. So I think it's extremely important, which is why we look to host this conference every year and which is why we value the partnership with the U.S. Council General's Office. Can you believe that we're almost like out of time? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I have like a gajillion I questions left. <laughs> What I would like um, to kind of wrap up with or close with, and I'll start with you if you don't mind. Um, what 
would you like to, to leave the listeners with? With regards, personally, I would say, mm-hmm. as it relates to entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurial journey, and from the U.S. Council General's office, like mm-hmm. what would you encourage people to consider as they go along their entrepreneurial path? Yeah, you know, I think you just touched on it mm-hmm. before, which is, again, why we do the speakers program, which mm-hmm. is... Um, by bringing one amazing speaker or two, because we have two American (laughs) speakers here right now, a man and a woman, um, and we've supported um, Joyelle's, you know, visit here, but um, by bringing, you know, one or two people here, you said it, we we can reach really a wide range of people here in Bermuda and also bring this speaker into the Bermudian context, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. start to build, expand her network and make that connection with people here. I'm pretty confident that she is going to leave Bermuda with a number of contacts that she's going to stay in touch with. That's the kind of person that she is. (laughs) Um, The other speaker we saw, you know, all the children at the youth summit, you know, taking photos and whatever that's going to happen at the women's conference as well. Um, so for us, you, you know, that's our goal, which mm-hmm. is to, to bring somebody who has something to share, yes. something valuable to share, something beneficial, and to continue to strengthen the relationship mm-hmm. between the United States and Bermuda. It's already strong. You know, we have a great relationship with, um, with the government mm-hmm. of Bermuda and with businesses and throughout, you know, throughout the island because of that close relationship and those close connections. Mm-hmm. But we don't take it for granted either. You know, it's a two-way relationship. Yeah, it has to be nurtured. Like anything, you yeah. need water. You have to water the plants mm-hmm. to make them grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're just honored to have the opportunity to mm-hmm. be asked to bring somebody from the United States. There's a lot of countries in the world that have great people that mm-hmm. you could bring. Um, we're honored this year to have the chance again to bring to bring an American entrepreneur and an amazing woman to share her story. Mm-hmm. And we are proud to be a partner with BDC and to continue to, to be so in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you share some some closing remarks as well as to. I, I, I think one of the biggest closing remarks is that I think. Uh, when we're when we're in, at our darkest point, yes. when we're at the lowest point of where we want to give up, that you have to have hope and remember the why mm-hmm. you started in the first place. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing that I would like for your listeners to to remember is that no matter how low or how it seems like it's impossible to get further, just mm-hmm. remember why you're doing it in the first place, and that will motivate you to keep going. Just keep going. Yes, I love that. Well, ladies, I want to thank you both for spending some time with us today. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the week and to continuing the connection and to furthering our relationship. We are going to be connecting about some of those other programs, <laughs> by the way, because I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, I know who can, you know, benefit from that. Um, but I really, really appreciate you for sh- sharing your stories, for talking a little bit about what the goals are for the U.S. Council General's office. And I look forward to continuing the relationship you know making sure that um the partnership goes beyond just today and just this week but continuing because that's what it's about what what do you think we minded our business today i think we minded our business i think we minded our business (laughs) and i would just say remember if you don't mind your business who will that's right that's right thanks for tuning in to mind your business with me your host jamila lodge tune in next week thursday at 4 p.m because if you don't mind your business who will 
Mind Your Business is brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.